And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast land. And as always, I like to welcome my friend Rich. Rich, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. A little under the weather, but we're gonna make it through it. So uh, I apologize if I have to mute myself at any point uh, due to coughing. Um, so, Mike, it's good to see you again. As uh, circumstances weren't the best of seeing you earlier this week, but uh, yeah, the, the you know the the stories that I heard in the in the uh, in the procession line at the visitation and just general people talking about your grandpa Rex. He seemed like a really great guy and uh really great guy. He's going to be missed. So sorry for your loss again, Mike. Yeah. Um, we're going to dedicate the show to his memory. Um, just a couple of quick facts. One, and when he was 53, he had a heart attack that should have killed him and God let him live and, he lived till the ripe old age of 89, getting to meet grandkids that he would have never met and great-grandkids he would have never met and even one great-great-grandchild. So it's, uh, it's sad, but he got to live an entire lifetime. He sure did, Mike, and he, he lived it to its fullest. It was great hearing... Um... I mean, all of the things that he did post-retirement, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, volunteering in the nursing homes, doing making, doing meal prepping and delivering stuff for yep. Meals on Wheels. It was... Yeah, he also... He kept himself busy. <laughs> he also was a... Uh, I mean, he, know, he knew who Jesus was and, and loved him. So, um, yeah, it's, it's hard, but we know that he's better off. He's not suffering anymore. And so... We look forward to getting to see him someday soon, but hopefully not too soon. But, Rich, you forgot to say hi to some people. I did. I, I, I thought that that was more important. To yeah, I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. So, uh, so yeah, uh, hello to all the people watching us on uh, watching us on YouTube. Uh, no matter where you're watching or listening to us, make sure to give us a like, scri- like uh, subscribe. And if you're watching this live, make sure to leave a comment. And if it's appropriate and appropriate we'll make sure to read it on the air at the end of the show so rich uh what do we have on tap for today well mike we'll be talking nascar like we do every week we gotta let you know how the food how the uh how the dirt race went and then uh preview another unpredictable race in talladega on top uh, of it we got the Cubs recap of the week and other MLB news and notes uh, that we need to talk about. Um, and uh, we might talk a little draft. We might not. Who knows? And then, uh, as always, your masked singer spoiler. All that and more, but Rich, let's roll the intro! Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Okay, Rich. So, um, you had a good week? Yeah, I had a good week. I had a had a couple of sick days, but I'm feeling doing a lot better. Good. So it's doing a lot better, hanging in there, and that's really all you can do. 
Yeah. So it's getting warmer out here, so it'll be, be, be nice to uh, try and get some fresh air today. Yeah, so as Rich alluded, I was back in the Quad Cities as my grandfather died last week. Uh, so we were in town spending time with family and uh, getting to see a couple friends who uh, came to visitations and uh, whatnot. So um, Danielle and the baby and I all drove almost 2,000 miles in a week. So we are kind of exhausted. But that doesn't mean we don't have a show for you. Uh, so let's get started. As always, Rich, it's time to talk about our poll question. This week's, this last week's poll question, we gave you three songs to choose from about basketball. Oh, no, looks like we gave you four. We gave you basketball, basketball Jones, be like Mike, and one shining moment. Rich, what did you vote for? Um, I voted for one shining moment, the the montage song that they play at the end of every single NCAA tournament. Uh, at the end of March Madness, showing you the top highlights, um, not only from the winning team but throughout the tournament. So, well, you uh, you voted for that. Your dad voted for Basketball Jones. Okay. And those each got one vote. Oh, you you had Wings on here as well. Yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot to update it. Okay. So it's another song, kind of about like Michael Jordan, actually. Okay, didn't know Michael that Jordan song. Poster. And Basketball. Uh, neither one of those two got votes. Yeah. Your winner? So be like Mike one, I, I take it. Yeah, be like Mike with four votes. All right. But much like putting Go Cubs Go against any other songs about the Cubs, I was pretty sure Be Like Mike was probably gonna win, even though I think it's I think of it more as an advertising jingle to sell Gatorade. But it it's still a song. You put it on there as a as a song for basketball songs, so it doesn't surprise me that it won. Um, kind of like so what's going to happen this next week, right? Probably, Mike. So this week with the NFL draft happening on Thursday night, we're going to go with football songs, and we're going to go with the Super Bowl shuffle, All My Rowdy Friends, and Mr. Touchdown USA. So okay. that poll will go live at high noon today. Okay. Um, heading Rich. Do you see what's coming up? Is it a left turn, Mike? It is a left turn. And after that? It's another left turn because we're going into the NASCAR corner, presented as always by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois, over on Fifth Avenue in Moline. Folks, uh, we were it at Bristol last week for the Food City Dirt race. Really, is that great advertisement or what? We're going to race on dirt. When Food City is, I mean, does that mean Food City is dirty? I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think I've been Food to a few. City few. has always been the race, been the race sponsor of the uh, of the spring NASCAR race at Bristol. So they just tacked on dirt race at the end. Yeah, I don't think it's. I mean, from Food City, I'm like, I don't want to be a dirt race, but maybe they do. I don't know. Anyway, uh, did you watch the race, Rich? I did. So I watched the. I got to watch the second stage, and when they had to put on the red flag, that's when we were driving home from having Easter dinner at my folks' house, and we got to come home and watch. I watched the last stage of the race while I was prepping my lunches for the next week. I didn't even know there was a red flag. I didn't watch a single bit of it. We were driving. We were driving, or sleeping, or driving. 
But yeah, so I didn't get to watch any of it. Uh, it looks like your race winner is Kyle Busch, which, by the way, I did tell you beforehand. I was thinking about picking him. I didn't. Yep. I picked Martin Truex Jr. instead, and he took twenty-first. Yeah, my pick of Christopher Bell came in seventh place. So once again, you took a win, which means that you get or you you got one point. Uh, that puts us uh, tied at five points apiece, even though I have like twice as many wins as you. But you get the wins, yeah. so that's what counts. Anyway, yeah. um, so this do you week... think they're going to keep turning the spring oh, yeah. race at Bristol into a dirt race? Yeah, 100%. Because honestly, as by the time it got to the third stage, because of, all, because of how much racing was done on the dirts between the truck race earlier and a little bit of rain, you were starting to see the concrete starting the show the concrete lines were already starting to show up again yep and that that ha- that's gonna happen i mean that's part of the nature of that track with right now you still have the 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 concrete is still dirty mm-hmm. so it's still gonna cause the 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 track to be slick and ride almost like a dirt track but it is mm-hmm. not like it yeah so it's fine um. So heading into Talladega, you ready for parties and excitement and all that later today? Um. Yeah. I thought I thought Tal- is Talladega running today or is it running Saturday? I thought it is it was. Saturday, Rich. I'm, I'm sorry. It, it's been a long week. Yeah. Tell me about it. Long odd week. I thought it's running Saturday uh, on a Sunday race. It might be. I don't know. You said it too. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're going to be yeah. running Saturday, Sunday because they're doing qualifying right now. Yeah, qualifying right now. Uh, Sunday at 3 p.m. on Fox. All right. So uh, probably much like we talk about with Daytona and probably even the, the dirt race a little bit. Yep. Super speedway, it's totally unpredictable. Anything can happen. And most of the time, it much like with what what you had with the dirt race, the person that wins the race only led the very last lap of the race. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's a crazy crazy thing. Uh, you never know who's gonna win, and uh, that's kind of terrible. Okay, yeah, so definitely, if you're filling out your fantasy NASCAR lineup, put together a lineup of guys that aren't gonna hurt you in the long run if you. If they wreck out and you got to take uh, ten points, uh, ten points, or a, or a less than fifteen points on your point total, yep. I don't know if I would go to the bottom of the barrel and uh, fill your fill your team up with no name guys or super speedway specialists. But at the same time, I don't think I would want to use guys like Elliot, Elliot the Bush brother, Elliot Bush, Larson, uh, Harvick guys like that guys that you're going to want to have throughout the entire year yeah i i agree um pick pick sparingly pick pick smartly uh rich but unlike fantasy you have unlimited picks on guys you want to win the race you won last week you have the honors who do you pick to win talladega 
I'm going to go with Chase Briscoe to okay. win at Talladega. He did pretty well at uh, he did pretty well at Daytona earlier to, earlier this year, and I think at both NASCAR races at uh, Talladega last year, you think he still finished within like the top tens in both ones. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Briscoe. I uh, I don't blame you on that one, uh, but I'm going to pick Denny Hamlin. Needs a needs to uh, to you know kind of rally his team. Uh, and uh, get a good win. So uh, I think this will be a good week for him. Uh, and uh, I think they can do it. Um, but He's usually pretty good on the super speedways, too. While we while we were talking about the fantasy NASCAR, I figured I'd bring it up, give you yeah. this last week's point totals, and then overall standings. Solomon Stroop comes in first place with 219. Easers, Easer A's. Uh, came in two in second with two oh nine. Rich, you are in. You came in third with one sixty three. Funkhouse comes in fourth with one fifty nine, and I'm bringing up the rear with one oh three. Think I totally forgot to mess with the fantasy lineup and do anything on that. So, you know, my bad yet again. But overall standings, Rich, you are still in the lead with one six. Two nine. Sixteen twenty nine. Right. <clears throat> in second place is Funkhouse with sixteen seventeen. Very close third place. Dupo twenty four. At sixteen ten. In fourth place is fourteen forty five with and that would be Easers. And then I'm bringing up the rear with twelve twenty four. So Take my advice for fantasy NASCAR with a grain of salt. Okay. Uh, what, and is that everything you have to say about NASCAR? Yeah, I think so, Mike. So uh, why don't you give Triple uh, I Sports Cards one more plug? This has been Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois. Check them out in person on Fifth Avenue Moline or on their eBay store for all your sports card memorabilia needs once again that's triple i sports cards incorporated okay keep making left turns as we get into the mlb so we've had <clears throat> two full weeks of baseball and a weekend um rich uh cubs had a slightly disappointing week they kind of did. I thought that they kept the games really close against Tampa Bay, though. So. They did, surprisingly close at times. The fact that they won a game against Tampa Bay slightly surprises me. Uh, Rich, you said they would win four games. I said they would win three. In all actuality, they won two. They won two. Yeah, and that two and four <laughs> week drops their overall record to six and eight. So when we when we last got together and did our show, they were in first place. Now they're in fourth place within the division. Okay. But it's still early. Six and eight's not terrible. And okay, but do you, could, do you trust them? I don't. What about this, this team gives you any hope? Young not talent. Not much. There's young talent. It's a lot of young guys now. And, uh, you know, apparently... 
the Bears or the Cubs are going to ride a Suzuki all the way to uh, as far as they can go. That guy's got you ex- got to get you excited. Yeah, he does. Really, if anything, the guys that are getting me excited are the guys that could be flipped for more prospects at the end of the year. I mean, uh, it, guys like David Robertson at the at the at the back end of the bullpen. Everybody, every team's looking for a closer. Yeah. Uh, at the trade deadline, so that's one guy I really want to see do well because if he's getting into the ball games, that means the Cubs are winning. But because of what you could get in return to a team that's looking to upgrade their bullpen, yeah. Uh, so David Roberts, the guy I'm looking forward to, um, I hope does really well throughout the year, and um, maybe even uh, Clint Frazier and Patrick Wisdom. Maybe not long-term building blocks, but guys that guys that are up there in age for for getting their first major league ba- shots at the major leagues. Yeah. So you want to see what them do well. Yep. And let's get some money out of Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward's got to do something. Are we going to get we're never going to get money out of him. No, 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 no. It, but it, if he plays well, maybe we could convince somebody to take him in a trade. Or he opts out of that contract. Either of which yeah. will probably happen. None of that's going to happen. He's not good enough. Okay. Um so this week, the Cubs have two verse, two more with the Pirates today and tomorrow. Uh, a three-game series in Atlanta. And then by the when we meet again, uh, they will have played one game against the Brewers. Six games rich. How many games are they going to win? I'm going to give them deuces, Mike. I think they're going to get two wins. The Braves are tough. The Brewers are always tough to play against. And I think we're going to get them. We're, we're getting the, to the type, to the part of the rotation that's a big question mark. Terrible. Yep. So that's why I'm only giving them two wins. Okay. Don't blame you on that at all. Uh, I'm going to give them an extra win this week. Uh, I think one of, they should at least get one, if not two out of both the next two out of the Pirates, especially because they just lost two versus the Pirates. So they should split that series. That should give them two wins. I don't want to say automatically, but they should be able to squeak out two wins. And then uh, you always hope to at least win one game out of a series. And so you gotta, I gotta give the, give them one against the Braves. Three, I hope. All right. I don't. So we'll see how they do. Not a lot of confidence in that, just because of. The Cubs this year don't give me much confidence. So, but you still got to support them and listen to Pat and Rod on the radio. I mean, you know what the best part on. about you know what the best part about driving three thousand miles in a week and a half? A lot of baseball on the radio. Listen to baseball, and they've been mostly games that like are on while we're driving. So yesterday we got to listen to the game on the way up here because uh, it was a night game and we were. We got to catch the the uh, the first five innings in the car, and then I came home and had a bunch of work down here with the fish. Um, by the way, we have a whole bunch of fish in here. Um, we're just quarantining them and making sure they're healthy and good to go, and then we're going to get them into the big tank. Uh, and then uh, Danielle's, we're working on Danielle's classroom tank, so we're getting nice. we got a bunch of fish for that too. 
so we ended up buying 60 fish yesterday and then driving them up here. They've all, they all have survived so far. Uh, we're medicating them and getting them healthy once they're he good and healthy. Um, well, the, Danielle's fish are going to be here through the summer. My fish are going to join the big fish tank and get to do that. Very nice, Mike. So, um, so in oh, doing uh, that, we got to listen to the Cubs game. Um, more Cubs, more MLB news this week. Uh, I think it surprised nobody. Was this forced or non-forced, Rich? Well, he, he wasn't getting any free agent offers and almost since leaving the Cubs he really hasn't done his age caught up to Jake Arrieta finally and so Jake retires um, now are you talking the first time he left the Cubs or yeah or this last time that because we picked him up on a one-year contract and we're like, yeah the, the, the second the first time that he left the Cubs he hasn't been the same yeah, Age finally true. caught up with him yeah um, I mean, I appreciate everything he did for us in 2016, 2015. Even 2015. Like he he was a beast in 2015. Got us to got us to the World Series that year, and they ran into an amazing, uh, an amazing um, Kansas City Royals team, and uh, and then we stole their uh, their shortstop. Uh, or their their second baseman, so that I guess he was more of a utility guy. We stole their utility guy, uh, and went on to win the World Series the next year. You look confused, Rich. We didn't play the Royals in the World Series. Did the Dodgers play their, lose to the Royals then? Uh, no, that was the Mets. We ran into a buzzsaw of the New York Mets in the fifteen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Stupid David Murphy. Yeah. Could not figure out a way to get that guy out. Yeah, that's true. I totally forgot about that. Um, and then, but, but, uh, but yeah, he had some great years in, in, in Cubby Blue. He went an and... entire calendar year without losing a game. Yeah. He was really, really good. I mean, he had quite a bit of no decisions, but he, he was. He was, he was as much of an ace as I've seen on the Cubs in. Can he stop the bleeding? Yeah, and turn the title, turn the series around in Game Five back in uh, 2016. Yeah, the, uh, when he pitched the last home game in uh, in Wrigley Field in that World Series to get the series back to Cleveland that day, that week. Yeah, and that day. I, you know what? It it's. The the cub I mean he what he did for the Cubs, if I ever was at a bar and he was there, I'd buy him a drink. I mean I know that he could ride he could pull his platinum whatever card out and buy the entire bar as many drinks as it took to for everybody to pass out and it wouldn't cost it wouldn't be that bad for him. But I'd still buy him a drink. He yeah. got me to he got he made it so that I got to watch the Cubs win a World Series. I'll buy him a drink. Yeah. Any, really, anybody from that team, probably except Jason Hayward, is probably going to be a Cub, always be remembered as a Cub for life. Yeah. Because of what they did for that team. Him, Lester, Cousin Kyle, um, like Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, no matter how many years, how many more years they play, 
on other team or teams. Yeah. They're always going to remember this Cubs. Grandpa Ross. Grandpa Ross, yeah. Yeah. So, um, any other news coming out of the major leagues that maybe not the major leagues, but there was certainly some noise and talk about some poor sportsmanship in uh, college baseball. Huh. As I guess a pitcher went and full blown tackled a runner that was rounding third base that had hit a home run off of him, um. which which got him suspended for the rest of the year and the athletic department is being investigated yeah that's that's pretty crazy um i think we also have to acknowledge and and do we do it today about miggy or do we wait until it actually happens wait till it actually happens okay you don't want a situation like the bernie mac movie mr 3000 where yeah you're celebrating that he got 3000 hits even though technically he didn't yeah i mean but he's getting close. He's darn close. He, isn't he one hit away? One hit away. If it wasn't Yankees for weather last by, night. And getting walked by the Yankees. Yeah, Aaron if, Boone did not want to be the one to give up the 3,000 hits. He said, hey, that's for stealing a World Series from me. Ooh, and I, he I like walked it. him. I like it. So he walked him. Um. Okay. But uh, it all... It'll likely happen before we uh, meet again, I would guess. Oh, yeah. I, I think it will. So it's nice that uh, Either... MLB TV, whether you have the subscription or not, is giving you live look-ins to his at-bats when they happen. Nice. So it's great. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, All right. After so next that. Week, Mike, uh, we'll be talking about some NHL playoffs. Yep. Um, just give you a little bit of preview about next week's show. Uh, we'll be talking, uh, looking at our preseason predictions, giving you updates on who we think is going to win the Stanley Cup next week, Mike. So have that guest figured out. It'll be a guess since we really don't follow hockey too well. Um, Let's talk NFL draft. Be, yeah, we got some time. Um, so we had we maybe talked about doing a top ten, but with how busy things yeah, were this I, week, I apologize, really folks. My one. week has been nuts, and I apologize. I did not do as much homework as I normally do for the show. Um, but let's talk NFL draft. Are you excited about this draft at all? You know, not really. I've, I've been trying to follow mock drafts to see where people are putting things. I mean, it's a it's a very weak class. There's no really standout. I disagree all-around number one pick this year. I I disagree that it's a weak class. It's a weak class in what people want the draft to be. Everybody wants quarterbacks and wide receivers and running backs. And there's not a lot of those guys. I will admit that. But we have some of the top prospects that we've seen in our lifetimes, Rich, when it comes to linemen. You're talking about guys that pay the bills when it comes to the NFL. You want a good team? Draft great linemen. And what do we have in this draft, Rich? You do have good defensive and offensive linemen. You have amazing offensive linemen. And so as much as it's not a glamorous, glitzy, happy-go-lucky, everybody's going to get to see their team instantly improve because they got a good quarterback. 
No, you're going to see teams that actually improve because a quarterback is not the end-all, be-all. The Bears have Justin Fields, but what do they have for a line that's going to protect him? They don't have one, but they also don't have a first-round draft pick. They don't. That, but that the, was Justin Fields. But the offensive and defensive lines this year – Look at the offensive offensive look how much depth there is in that. There is good possibility. So this to me is an awesome draft to watch. I'm actually really excited about it. Um mostly because I want to see I I I hope we see teams be smart this year. Um I expect my number one prediction will be that there will not be a quarterback in the top 10. I think that there's going to be one in the top ten. Ooh, one. Who you think? Who do you think is going to be drafted in the top ten? And who do you do you have a prediction for who it's going to be? I think you're going to see somebody move trade up to the top ten to get the quarterback. And who and and who do you think it's going to be? Because there's I think two they're right now. Go with potential. I think they're going to go with potential. They'll go with Malik Willis. Okay, okay. Um, I, I think that's a possibility, and I think that's mostly because teams are desperate. Um, but I don't think it's I don't not going to be in the top five. I don't no see way it's be in the top five. I don't see any of the quarterbacks this year as. Again, hear what I'm saying. I don't think any of the quarterbacks this year are top 25 prospects in last year's draft. I don't even know if they're first-round draft picks in last year's draft. With all of the talent we saw come out of the out of the quarterbacks last year, do any of the quarterbacks this year have the potential? Would any of them made it in the first round? No, I don't think they would. Okay. Then why are we reaching so high to get a quarterback that most year that last year wouldn't have been a first round and might not even have seen the second round? Cuz I think you'll see teams that are desperate, that are they're in desperation mode. I mean, what what future does Carolina do Carolina, New Orleans or even um like Pittsburgh, and I'd probably say Seattle have at quarterback. See, I think you're. I think the problem with that is that they're looking at their immediate. They're looking at this year, next year. Bryce Young coming out. He's going to be a good draft pick. C.J. Strode for the Buckeyes. You have two good prospects, probably top 10 guys. Carolina, you're bad. Even drafting this quarterback, you're probably, even if you draft that quarterback, you're probably not going to be in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. I think any quarterback that gets picked, whether it's within the top 10, outside of the top 10, I don't think any of these guys are going to be starting this year. You're drafting on potential or what you think they can be, not what they are. 
There are there are at least four quarterbacks I see next year that have the potential to be first round draft picks. Now again, I'm looking a full year out, so the year could go crazy and we could end up with more. We could end up with none of them. They could all break their legs for all we know. Lord, I hope that doesn't happen. But no, of course. There are plenty of guys in the league in in college right now that have the potential to make a good run for next year's draft. Significantly better prospects this, next year than there are this year. Why go up and go after a guy that if you have the opportunity, you would draft somebody different next year? I think it just comes down to potential for me. Call, call it a gut reaction, but I'm, I'm going to go with potential. I don't, now, I, have I said you're wrong in any of it? No. No, you haven't. Because I think you're right. I think somebody, I think somebody, and I think your, your call on Carolina is probably a decent call. I don't think they should. I think you have to draft what the best player in front of you. Even if you need a quarterback, especially this year, draft who's in front of you. Don't uh, don't don't reach too far and and get a guy that should be a second rounder in the top ten. Yeah, the reason why I'm thinking Carolina first for a quarterback. That's when you could start hearing chatter about quarterback, is because they don't have picks yeah. in the third, in the second and third round, so they can't go get draft probably draft the quarterback where he should be drafted at. Yeah, and that's. That one, that I will give you as a good potential for a reason. But it also, I, mean, I would say the better Marcus thing is if I'm who can't stay healthy. If I'm Carolina, the better thing to do. They have a first. They have one or two first rounds this year. I don't remember what Carolina has for first rounds. Carolina just has the sixth pick. Okay, That's it. you can take that sixth pick and get a second and a third out of that draft if your you trade down draft your guy draft your quarterback in a spot that you need it that he should be drafted at and don't reach too far that's, oh by all means that's what they should do i you agree with down, you and you could probably make an argument that everybody in the top 10 just trade down yeah i i think I, I agree with you that that's a – the problem is is if, if everybody's trying to get rid of their top tens, is a top ten really worth it? Yeah. So it makes – it kind of dilutes the uh, the the quality there. So, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so I think you're – by all means, you're going to see a lot of – Linemen drafted both on the offensive and in left side. It's a good draft for for wide receiver needy teams too. It's yeah. really deep there. So, the Bears. What would you like to see the Bears do as they have two second round draft picks? Um. Again, I would trade down even from my two second rounders and hopefully get two third and two fourth rounders. Um. And uh, but linemen, offensive linemen is what they need. 
I mean, the best play right now. I think if they go lineman, their first, their their first second, their first second round pick is a lineman. See what off what receivers are available, and if there's not a great another or somebody good enough to to draft in the wide receiver for your second first round pick, uh, you got to go after a uh, you got to go after another lineman. The Bears need offensive linemen because what's it what's it matter if your guy can run a uh, four two forty. If your quarterback gets sacked in three seconds, yeah, I I would go, Mike. I think I would go with an offensive tackle. Yep. For the first second round pick, and then I'd look at wide receiver and for the second one. I and, and I agree. I I think you do for. I mean, you got. They have to get tackles. They need a an offensive tackle. Um. You could probably make an argument for a guard, but I any offensive lineman is where I would go first, and then your second best available wide receiver and or next best guard. Yeah, so it's not going to be a it's not a sexy draft, glamour, sexy draft. But if you're a team that's looking to plug holes, has multiple holes, and Fill the be- draft the best player available. It's the per- it's a good draft for that using that draft strategy. Yeah, to- the best player available to fill holes. Totally agree. Totally agree. Okay, uh, next week we will give you our reaction to the first and second rounds of the draft. Do you plan on watching it at all, Rich? Um, it might all depend on what's going on on Thursday. I don't. I know with the draft being on ESPN, ESPN, I know you're not going to necessarily be able to log into ESPN Plus or anything to watch it live without putting in a cable subscriber. Um, but I know last year, I think I watched like more of a reaction show yeah. where they were talking about it. So that that's probably going to be how how I'll have to watch it, to where it'll be more. Oh, the pick is in, and then like the commentators, like the like an alternate telecast of yep. it. Yep. Instead of what's actually going on on the draft. Okay. Um, so, Rich, uh, so we'll give you our thoughts on what happened, what maybe what things, what the draft picks we liked, the draft picks of the teams that we thought could have done a little bit, little bit better job, or kind of like the the unexpected picks that we didn't see happening. Yep. And as well as giving our reaction to what the Bears either did or didn't do in the first second in the first two rounds. Yep. So in the first, so heading over to the NBA and the hardwood, uh, in the first round of the playoffs, the Phoenix Suns lead the New Orleans New Orleans Pelicans two games to one. The Dallas the Dallas Mavericks lead the Utah Jazz two games to one. The Golden State Warriors. Hope to close out Denver tomorrow night as they lead three games to one. The Grizzlies lead Minneapolis two games to one. Rich, any of those surprise you? Uh, probably the Dallas Dallas over the Jazz. Yeah, I I heartily agree they're, with that. Yeah, because they're playing without uh, Luka Doncic. Yeah, um, heading over to the East, Miami leads Atlanta two games to one. Philly leads Toronto three games to nil. 
hoping to close that out tonight. You can check that out on TNT. Uh, Milwaukee leads the Bears, or the Bulls, two games to one. And Boston leads two to zero over the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, are you surprised by any of that? Not really. Um, I'm surprised Atlanta was able to pull off a game over the Miami Heat. The, the Heat have been on fire. No pun intended, I promise. Mm-hmm. They have been a hot team. Uh, again, no pun intended, but why? Yeah. Um, Philadelphia, I, I always root against Philadelphia teams because their fan bases are terrible human beings and horrible to anybody. So, and I like Toronto. Excuse me, I like the Raptors. Um, but it has not proven uh, to be an issue when Philadelphia has gone up there to play. So, uh, if Toronto gets knocked out this first round, Apparently, it's not going to matter whether or not uh, you have to go to Canada to play a game. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, I thought the Nets would do better, but they're. I think that when they traded for Ben Simmons, knowing that Ben Simmons had been out all year, yeah, with doing with contract disputes and injuries, they that that they were a team that was probably looking to next year. Yeah, I. I have a problem with the with the the Nets anyway, um, and I'm glad to see them struggle. Um, Golden State, I mean, good to see them back in the back in the winning ways as they're used to. Um, I mean, they still have the hottest shooter in in the NBA uh, ever, I would say. So. Um, those games are on TNT and ABC and ESPN. Uh, check your local listings for those. Um, we got games all weekend, so should be something entertaining to watch on TV at least at some point. Um, so how do you feel about the fact that if last night's game would have gotten played, the only place to watch it, I'm sorry, I'm going back to baseball. Uh, just because we're kind of in time filler zone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So going back to baseball, if last night's game would have been played, the only way to watch uh, Miggy get his 3,000th home run or hit would have been Apple TV. Well, if anything, with the with MLB's streaming deals, while I think I like the the idea of well, putting your putting your product on streaming services is kind of being the wave of the future with not with so many people card cutting cord cutting. The fact that they're exclusive deals, to where it's not like a simulcast on your team's yeah, normal broadcasting network and Apple TV Plus for nationwide coverage. They're they're certainly making it hard to watch baseball. Yeah, the diehard fans that. Yeah, that's the other. I the diehard a, fans are are really they're making it hard on them. I I mean, 
you you mentioned that you mentioned it and I totally agree if the Cubs have if I'm subscribed to Cubs baseball and um if I'm exactly. so, if I'm subscribed so to like Cubs to baseball you... and the game's on Friday night I can't watch it that is correct like if you like if you played for Furbo or Fubo or whatever it's called the one streaming service that has a deal with marquee network if they get picked up for a game or apple tv plus you would have to have a subscription with apple tv plus to be able to watch that game now i think that for the first couple of games that apple tv is giving they are letting you watch it on the free side of it not behind the paywall yeah that's dumb but it I don't know. I mean, it's the same one when you start seeing games on, like, the the brunch game that uh, Peacock Network is going to to air exclusively as well. Yeah, I just... I got a hard... I got a... Uh, yeah. I mean, I already have a hard enough time with ESPN, or with Marquee Network being so exclusive, so... Certainly not what you thought would happen when the Cubs announced their the creation of the Marquee Sports Network. Yeah. Of so many national TV providers not wanting to pay the fees to carry it. I mean, you could be a I think it's a Dish Network subscriber. Can you get the, Can you get the Marquee Network? No. Mm-hmm. I don't even think Direct um, Direct TV I, has it. Direct TV has it, but only Direct TV for whatever reason. Yeah, and Fubo. So I mean, uh, and Fubo. So it uh, used to be on Hulu, Hulu, Hulu with live television. Not anymore. Yeah, I. So I mean, I'm hoping that eventually you start to see Fubo's so individual expensive. In, yeah, individual teams doing direct to consumer subscriptions for. Do I know? Streaming, if you streaming. are out there and you're a friend of the show and you have DirecTV with Marquee Network, uh, you can PM me. Send me a DM. I need to talk to you. Give them your Twitter handle, Michael. Oh, I meant either on Facebook oh. or on Twitter. It's uh, Meat Heart at DM. Uh, it's at Meat Heart. So check me out there. Uh, slide into my DMs if you are interested in helping a brother out. Um, anyway, so Rich, uh, I think it's time to give the spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you do not want to hear what happened this week on The Mass Singer, turn us off. Right there. You can do it. Hit stop. Mute your TV. Whatever, wherever you're watching us, listening to us, stop. But before you do that, if you are listening to us in podcast land, give us a five-star review if you think we're doing a good job. If you are watching us on YouTube, Rich, what should they be doing? Uh, hit that, hit that uh, subscriber button so you'll know once we post our live, our live recordings from Facebook. Make sure you make hit sure the bell as well. Like yep, like, this, like the video, comment. Uh, subscribe and hit the bell for notifications and if you are on 
Facebook and you're watching us either live or you join us later, leave a comment on in the uh, comments and uh, share share the uh, the the stream for us if you could. Uh, okay. Once again, this is a spoiler alert for the Masked Singer. We are going to give spoilers, even though I haven't seen it, because I have been, like I said, driving way too much and dealing with other things. Uh, we're going to talk about it, because we have to, because that's what we do. Um, so Rich is going to give us a bit of a rundown of the show, and then give us the over the, the loser of the week. If you are not wanting to hear it, go away now. Otherwise, Rich, take it away. All right, Mike. So this was the fi- this was the week where they finally unmasked Rudy Giuliani. Even though way back in January they said that he was on the show yep. and that he was going to be one of the people unmasked. So what's his character? We just didn't know. He was the Jack in the Box. Okay. Or the mystery box that was in the under the, on Team Bad. Okay. Um, so, once again, more proof that Team Bad just sucks at singing. Yeah, but the Cobras, the Queen Cobra, was really good. You don't, they played it off as you don't know whether it's a group or just one singer. Okay. So, being, I thought, other than Rudy, other than the Jack in the Box, which was uh, Mayor Giuliani, Everybody was really good on that show, so good. I could really see any of them moving on. Good. But I think at this point, I'm going to have to go with the theory that it's going to be three people from Team Good moving on to the finals to be unmasked. Okay. Um, any surprises? Maybe not surprises, because when you read the story all the way back in January, yeah. that there was controversy on the Masked Singer. You knew that Ken, Doctor Ken, was walking off the set after the um, after the after the unmasking when it was revealed that Giuliani. It wasn't as dramatic as the story made it sound to be during the like inter- the panel interview with him after he got unmasked. He just sort of sat there looking, um, kind of looking like a pouting child that he was on the show and that it was but he so he didn't interact with Rudy he just sat there cross-armed looking stern and upset and everybody else like Robin who they who Robin who the story said also walked off set was just just did a wow I I can't believe it was you wow this is I would have never saw this coming and but so he didn't really interact with him it was mostly Jenny and Nicole asking questions and then you didn't catch and then dr ken the only thing that dr that ken said about it was that his mic must have still been on because when he when uh he started singing his song unmasked it hit ken's mic picked up when he said all right i'm done this week i'm out and then he walked off stage the camera couldn't cut away fast enough to watch him yeah still showed him walking off the set i mean they don't make the, they could have edited it out if they wanted to they chose not they to they could have it's i it's all a show i understand it i'm not here to argue the politics of it we're just here to talk about it uh sad that that's what it came to but uh you got to do what you got to do at times um so there's that 
Um, Rich, any shout outs for this week? I do not have any shout outs this week. Okay. Um, I'm going to shout out my entire mom's side of the family. Uh, good to see everybody. Sorry that the circumstances were so crappy. Um, but grandpa lived a good long life and he provided us with great memories and great lessons. And, uh, Rich, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Um, so we had the whole funeral and, uh, Mm -hmm. at the end of a, at the end of the funeral, um, the priest looked over at this random lady and nodded her head and she went up on stage Okay. And she's like, hi, some of you don't know who I am. And she said her name. I don't remember who it was. But she said, "Um, I want to share a special message. Uh, And it it was uh, a priest from Africa who came to visit the United States and work work at the church that Grandpa went to. Uh, called in on his uh, like called in for the funeral to give a message of thanks and thanksgiving for grandpa and a joy it was to know him and to get to know him as a friend and appreciation for the love and kindness that my grandfather showed this priest from halfway around the world and he called in um specifically to to share that with the family uh and he legitimately is back in africa at the moment Mm. and so that was something that really like i was not nobody was really expecting it and then all of a sudden it happened and it wasn't like i didn't it it was unexpected and it was so joyful and it was so meaningful to our uh, to the family, like even people, uh, uh, even people from the family that don't go to church, a lot of them, you could see that just because they didn't believe the same thing, but seeing that, that someone from Africa would reach out and want to be a part and want to share their thoughts and their, their love of our grandfather, uh, with us and with, those in attendance it was it was quite meaningful and it was awesome and um i'm very appreciative for that that was probably i mean i knew lots of stories about my grandpa like riding a motorcycle with a blind man on the back of it and getting in a wreck and breaking the blind man's arm and and stuff like that those funny stories we all know but it's those little things that he wasn't doing it for the recognition he was doing it because God has had asked him to do it. And so he did what he knew the, the gospel told him to do. And that might've been just driving a priest around the quad cities to show him the area. And then finally stopping at Whitey's because it's the best ice cream in the world <laughs> or whether it was feeding the, the homeless or clothing the naked or, taking care of the the least of these um hearing the the little stories is really what drives it home for you so shout out to grandpa grandpa rex scranton um we we already miss you and we will continue to miss you but we will uh as for me and my house we will serve the lord in the way that you did and 
we'll welcome people and we will we will do our best so um thanks for letting me share that quick story about my grandpa uh folks thank you for joining us this week i promise i will get the i will get us caught up on uh youtube and uh, on the podcast world uh we have been slacking behind again it's been a crazy couple of weeks so uh thank you so much for joining us and as always uh like comment and subscribe rich do you want to do it or do you want me to do it because your voice um let's actually do neither and uh in honor of grandpa rex why why don't we just uh send it out with a moment of silence this week in honor of him okay so we'll talk at you next week folks thanks for watching and listening this week